Hey guys, Matt from the Excess Press Podcast here. Just want to give a quick disclaimer for this episode. Uh, I just wanted to share that since I work for Verizon, which also has a big partnership with Disney Plus, um, I just want to say that uh, all views and opinions of um, whatever I say in this episode are of my own and do not reflect uh, Verizon as a company. So yeah, just want to say that for some just like legalities. That's all it is. Uh, but yeah, so all views and opinions of Disney Plus and everything on it are my own. So all right, guys, thanks. Enjoy the episode. Travelers to the great big universe of Excess Press. This is a weekly podcast to bring you the news of the Disney theme parks and resorts. Witness for yourselves the wonders of Excess Press. And now, let's begin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Excess Press. My name is Matt, and I'm the host of this Disney theme parks news podcast. This is episode 127, and we are here for another episode of Disney Plus Talk. And of course, I am joined once again with CJ from theweeklymouse.com. CJ, how you doing? Hey, Matt. I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing well, doing well, getting a little stressed with the Christmas uh, around the corner. I didn't like it's two weeks from now. It's crazy. Oh, I know. It, <laughs> it really snuck up on us this year. I know. I know. It's going it's going way too fast. Um, and I'm not I'm not prepared at all. I haven't I've barely done any shopping whatsoever. Oh, uh, same. Same. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm literally not prepared. Like I this weekend I'm going to be scrambling doing what I need to do and getting ready for that. So Yeah. Yeah, but um yeah, otherwise everything's everything's been going uh pretty well. Um just uh, getting uh, really in the Star Wars mood uh because the Rise of Skywalker is coming out next week. Um so I'm just super excited. Are do you plan on seeing it or no? Probably not. Maybe after we're done with Mandalorian, I might go through and watch all the Star Wars movies that are currently on Disney Plus. So maybe if it eventually makes it onto there, I'll see it. But I don't have plans to go to the theater or anything. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, yeah. Just yeah. Make sure you watch it afterwards. I'm sure it'll be on Disney Plus sometime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but cool. So the first thing, because uh, I know I want to get into like what we've been watching and stuff. But the first thing I want to note, there was a little bit of news with the release schedule uh, for The Mandalorian uh, for next week. So uh, they uh, they kind of pushed up some of the, the scheduled episodes. Um, 
So uh, you're going to be getting episode six on Friday, December 13th. And then next Wednesday, uh, December 18th, the night before or the day before The Rise of Skywalker comes out, um, you'll be getting episode seven. Um, so that is what's happening there. And then with the, that episode airing, episode seven, there's going to be a sneak peek of The Rise of Skywalker. Um, so that's just like a small bit of news. I'm definitely not going to be watching the... the um, sneak peek as i don't watch trailers like i always say um but uh you will have that on wednesday the night before uh the rise of skywalker and then the season finale episode eight will be airing friday december 27th um so yeah that's a little bit of fun we get uh we get that just a few days early episode seven so yeah and then we have a week and a half to wait for the last one (laughs) I know, I know. I'm uh, yeah. We, yeah. There's there's a good amount to discuss this episode because my my thoughts are changing on the show, especially because I was so harsh last week. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. So yeah, we'll we'll definitely get to that. But um. But yeah. So that's uh the news there. Nothing nothing too crazy. But that's the biggest Mandalorian news. Um. But yeah, let's kind of let's uh get into what we've been watching. So uh, CJ, what uh, have you been watching on Disney Plus uh, this past week? Uh, we started the world according to Jeff Goldblum or Goldblum. Um, we watched the first episode and no joke. Well, one of the classes I teach is economics. And that day I had taught about a concept called the paradox of value where like the, the best way to explain it is like, why do non necessities like really expensive shoes? Like why do these ridiculous shoes cost so much money? Whereas things we absolutely need to survive, like water, why does it cost so little? Um, And so I was watching this episode about these people paying ridiculous amounts for shoes, which we don't need. And I was like, man, I wish I had seen this before I taught that class because I would have shown it to my students. (laughs) It could have had a a really good discussion based on that. But um, I thought it was really fun. It was was a fun little thing to watch. Um, Somebody online was like, it didn't have any educational value, any historical value. And I was like, no, I like totally could have used this in my econ class. Um, but we haven't watched anything beyond the first episode. So uh, that's pretty cool that you were able to compare it to something that's actually relevant in your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. A lot of my friends have been, wa- uh, been watching the show and they've been saying it's great. I haven't got to it, uh, gotten to it just yet. But what's so what's the concept? I kind of my, my friends have told me, but I kind of don't remember. But may, maybe you can explain it a little bit better. Well, I've only seen the first episode, so I can't speak to the whole series. Well, but I think it's me, I think it's the same. It's like the same kind of premise, but with right. different items. So, and the okay. first episode was about shoes, right? Yeah, it just seems like he's going into these quirky little topics and exploring their intricacies, and kind of like giving commentary on them. That's that's my impression of what of what it's about. Okay, so. If, so, like, so for the first episode, it's about shoes, and maybe he goes to different places around the world where uh, shoes are being made. Seem, or it no? didn't seem like around the world. It seems like the greater LA area. Oh, okay. um, and we're talking like basketball shoes. You know how people pay like hundreds, thousands of dollars for these like yeah. crazy Nike whatever shoes. He was delving into that side of shoes, not like 
he wasn't looking at like Chanel high heel shoes, <laughs> like not, not that, not that genre of shoes. Um, so he talked to shoe designers. He went to, I think it was called like shoe con or something where people were buying shoes and paying like thousands of dollars in cash. And there was actually a transaction where they were like, we don't want to show this on camera. And they were exchanging thousands of dollars of cash for shoes. Jeez. Oh, um, yeah, it was pretty crazy. And then he got some shoes made for himself by a really famous shoe designer. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, no, I definitely want to check that out. Yeah, I think they're yeah. I think they call them sneaker heads. I think those are like the the sneaker collectors where they need to get okay. like uh they have these shoes called Yeezys. I don't really know what that <laughs> that means. That sounds way too hip for me. Yeah, I I am not a sneaker person. I the fanciest pair of shoes I have, I actually Tom's came out with a Star Wars line. Oh nice. Uh, so you you know the brand Tom's? Yeah. So like there are these really cool Luke Skywalker shoes and I love them. They're great. They're these high top shoes, but like those are literally the fanciest shoes that I have. So, oh, nice. Um, well, I guess besides my like wedding dress shoes or something, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know anything about sneakers. So yeah, same. It um, was, it was interesting. I feel like with the kids that I teach, some of them are into that world. So it kind of gave me insight into why they're interested in it. Like I still don't get it but i was like oh that's what that world is okay yeah neat well hey you learned something new about something you know nothing about so. <laughs> yeah there we go yeah uh cool so yeah any anything else you've been uh, you've been watching uh lots of mickey mouse clubhouse because my child is very invested in toodles and solving the problem with <laughs> whatever mickey's encountered um so what, and kind, what kind of problems are what, what kind of problems is mickey having like what are some oh. of the worst things he's got going on in his life this one we watched today like mickey and pluto were in a plane and goofy was in some sort of hang glider but he fell out of the hang glider and was just hanging on by his foot and then somehow the hang glider crashed and they couldn't find it amongst the trees. And they were like, where's Goofy's hang glider? It's shaped like a triangle. Like that kind of thing. It's very obviously geared towards children. Um, that could be like a survival movie of like Goofy <laughs> being lost in the woods. Like you, you ever see the movie The Revenant? Like that could be him. It could be Goofy like fighting <laughs> off bears or something. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, we're, re we're really into the hot dog song and the hot dog dance over here. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's been playing at my house. Um, and then we've been watching Imagineering Story. So there you go. Nice. Yeah, this uh, this past week of uh, Imagineering Story was really good. I, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, why am I blanking on what it was? They did a lot of about the California Adventure, right? That's, they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did a lot about Cars Land. A lot about Cars Land. Yeah. I feel like it was just to really promote it even more. Um, That's what I thought, too. Yeah. Like, I have a feeling next week, I didn't watch, like, what... I don't know if there's like a preview for next week, but I know they're going to do Galaxy's Edge, I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, and I feel like that's just going to come off as like a really big promotion for it. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. That's that's my feeling. But um, yeah, I, I think they're not. probably going to do Pandora, Galaxy's Edge and maybe uh, Marvel, the Avengers campus. OK, I really I've been I actually haven't seen a lot of behind the scenes for like Pandora. I would love to see a lot a lot of that. So, yeah, I would, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, but no, this, this most recent episode of Imagining Story was great. I'm excited. Unfortunately, that's the last, uh, 
Last episode next this Friday coming up. I know. Yeah. Oh wait, I completely forgot. One One Day at Disney came out last week. Oh my gosh, did you watch it? Yeah, I did. Did you? Yes. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I thought it was pretty good. Um, it's it was cool getting all the different aspects of like what other like Disney employees are doing. Um, and I saw that they they uh, they uh, on the on the app they put them into like Disney Plus Shorts, so like. They split up the uh, the different sections into like short films um, mm-hmm. about which I thought was kind of cool, um, mm-hmm. but I I, f- I feel like that would make like a really good documentary series and not just like a one one time sh- like movie like the I thought yeah. the mo- like it, they have it as a movie but mm-hmm. it's only an hour long it's like it's an episode yeah. of like Imagineering story or something. Yeah, I have to say I was really disappointed in yeah. the series. I was very, very disappointed. Not even and, a series, a, a movie. Well, documentary, yeah. yeah. And I, I was disappointed in the content of it because they're marketing it as like, this is what makes Disney go round. And they're talking to people who have these once-in-a-lifetime careers. They're not talking to frontline cast members. You know, the closest they got uh, was yeah. the, the train conductor. They're not talking to the person who's making magic for the guests. They're not... I just I was very very disappointed and I don't think it gave a realistic look at all about what it's like to work for the company. Now that makes sense. You have a good perspective. Um, if if anyone new is listening to the show, CJ was a previous cast member for I don't, how long were you a cast member for? It seemed like a long uh, time, like four years. Yeah, so you have a really good perspective on what it takes to actually like work in the Disney parks. Yeah. Um, so I As yeah a, I totally get I just, that. I just feel like the positions they highlighted are so incredibly rare and they're not the people who are working crappy shifts and hoping to, you know, get their time off requests approved. They're not working. <laughs> they're not working holidays. They're not fighting for parking spots uh, with their fellow cast members. Like they no, these people they highlighted are the exception to the rule. So it's a hundred percent, not a realistic look at what goes on at the Walt Disney company. And I was highly, highly disappointed. Yeah, I was expecting it to be more like cast members in like the theme parks, but they showed like an animator, an imagineer yeah. who like worked on like a droid. Yeah. Um, a sculptor for Pixar. I mean, it was cool seeing those things, but yeah, it's it was a little underwhelming for sure. Yeah, and I feel like these people get highlighted at the D23 Expo. You know, it's yeah. not like the attention's not on them other times. I don't know. The most interesting thing to me was the train conductor because he's frontline with the guests every day. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I mean that's what again that's what I try to do on my on my show here, just mm-hmm. talk to cast members. And unfortunately, I haven't um, had any cast members on for a, a, for a while now. That's mostly due to it's been hard finding new cast members. Um, mm-hmm. But also, I've taken more of like a break from social media a little bit. I'm not as on it as f- frequently as I used to be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in the future, hopefully I get some more. But yeah, I would love to see more of the, yeah, those frontline cast members for sure. Maybe, maybe they'll do more in the future, I hope. So. Yeah. And you know, like I know there was the greeter at the Grand Calif- or the Grand Floridian who made an impact on a lot of oh, people's yeah. lives. Like, why didn't they highlight his life? Or there's a guy who works at the Tiki Room in Disneyland named Maynard who's like legendary. Why didn't they talk to him? Or the security guard at Disneyland named Gunny who's also legendary. Like, why didn't they talk yeah. to him? Or, or Ye- you know, Yeehaw Bob. In- yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeehaw Bob, he's the singer at um, Port Orleans Riverside, I mm-hmm. believe. Yeah. So. I just feel like this whole thing was a very big missed opportunity. Yeah. 
Yeah, very unfortunate for mm -hmm. that. So yeah, that came out. That is now streaming on Disney+. Plus. Um, so I've been just kind of doing a lot of Star Wars this past week because I, I tried to like start a marathon before The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, meaning like one uh, movie of Star Wars a week. So like episode one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, as well as <laughs> Solo and Rogue One, um, all in chronological order. Um, so I've caught up on Solo. That is not streaming on Disney+. Plus. That is actually on Netflix. Um, but Rogue One is on Disney+. Plus. So those are both a Star Wars stories. Uh, that Those came out the past couple of years. Rogue One, I think, is like one of the best Star Wars movies. Uh, so good, so many, uh, so many powerful moments in that movie. It's just really good. So, uh, I've just been playing catch up because I still have five more movies to watch until next week. So I have a week to do that. Um, so just catching up on that and watching Rebels. I usually like if I'm like cooking in the kitchen or if I'm getting ready in the morning, um, I kind of put like an episode of Rebels on because it's like 22 minutes long. That's uh, Star Wars Rebels, the animated TV show um, that ran for four seasons on Disney XD. So that is now on Disney+. Plus. I, again, highly recommend Rebels. Um, and then last week I was talking about how I was watching the Empire of Dreams, which is the Star Wars documentary about the making of the first three films, uh, the, the original. Uh, so I finished that documentary. Great. Fantastic. If you want to get to know more of the behind the scenes of the original Star Wars movies. Um, so yeah, lots, lots of Star Wars and I'm sure soon enough I'll be kind of just tired of it. So... <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do after this movie comes out and after Mando's done? Uh, move on. Move on with my <laughs> life. So. Are you going to like switch over to Marvel and get sucked into the Marvel universe? <laughs> uh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm going to. I There's still a lot of it. Well, so because uh, I watch a ton of movies and especially with the end of the year, mm -hmm. uh, all these movies come out in the last like few weeks of yeah. December because they're trying to get it in for like Oscar season. Mm -hmm. um so especially the, like this weekend um i'm going to see three movies in the theaters in the next four days so oh my gosh <laughs> yeah no i go i go a lot so um I, movie uh, next to disney movies are like my biggest thing so yeah um but yeah so that's uh that's what i've been watching uh on disney plus um but why don't we why don't we get into the latest episode of the mandalorian yeah. Um, now this, the title for this episode was called The Gunslinger. Oh, that's right. I, I couldn't remember what it was called. Yeah. Yeah. I I think I know who they're talking about as The Gunslinger. Uh, I mean, like last week or no, two weeks ago. Uh, no, episode three, when it was titled The Sin, we were kind of like mm -hmm. unsure of like which was The Sin. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like The Gunslinger, like who do you think they, was The Gunslinger in this, this episode? <laughs> I am still kind of going back and forth. I thought it was, well, I think they're both gunslingers, but Mando comes out on top. So I'm going to go with Mando. <laughs> so I was, I was thinking about it as well. Um, and we'll get to the, the character, but it was, I, I think it was the other bounty hunter who went by Toro. The, Toro, mostly because he, he kind of spun his gun a lot, like a, a gunslinger. <laughs> like a, oh, that's right. Yeah, he did. Yeah, like one of those like cocky gunslingers that are like, oof, watch, watch me do this. So I kind of got the feeling about that, like that was the gunslinger. Um, 
And I think the Mandalorian is just the Mandalorian. I don't think he's the gunslinger. So okay, okay, uh, I can see that. Yeah, but you could argue both both sides. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this this episode, episode five, was directed by Dave Filoni. Now, Dave Filoni, uh, he directed episode one, and again, uh, Dave Filoni was one of the creators of um, the Cl uh, Clone Wars. T Actually, no, I don't think he created the Clone Wars TV show. Uh, but he did create Star Wars Rebels, which is fantastic. Uh, and he had his directorial debut on episode one. And this is the, the second episode that he directed. So, um, but yeah, so what are your, before we kind of dive into it, uh, what are your just like kind of brief thoughts on this episode uh, overall? Um, I thought parts of it were slow and... Honestly, I wish that last episode had just been deleted and replaced with this one. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like unless we revisit some of the characters we were introduced to last time, there was no point to the last episode. Um, yeah, I don't. That's that's my thoughts on that. Yeah, it's. So last last week I was I, I, you and me, but maybe more me. But uh, I was definitely harsh on last episode, just how it didn't move the plot forward, um, and it definitely do that didn't do that again this episode. Um, but as I've been hearing what others are saying and what I've been kind of reading and stuff, and I'm I, I think I'm understanding the way the show is going because um, the the show is kind of like an old western, like a, like a Davy Crockett show or like something mm -hmm. that was like in the fifties or sixties, and they've always called the Mandalorian like this. The show is kind of similar to like a western. Um, so like the episodes are kind of seeming like it's more like they're more episodic, where they're telling like a singular story with like the, just this kind of overarching plot like kind of in the background like it's on the back burner but like mm. they're 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 bringing in new characters meeting new peoples like they have big names come in uh like this episode we'll get to her but Ming-Na Wen uh who is a, a big actress she she was in it for like maybe like five minutes of screen time mm -hmm. um but uh, yeah, maybe that's where they're going with this show because yeah, otherwise it's the same as last last week. How we're just it's just a new story with new characters, and we're not getting to the point of like what's happening with Baby Yoda. Um, Have they said how many seasons there will be overall? No, but they're filming season two right now. Um, yeah. So yeah. I usually like you never know how many uh, seasons are a show is going to be mm. like, they'll usually like say they're three seasons in they'll announce if like, okay, next season's the last season or Hey, like, like lost yeah. lost was yeah. in season three. And they said, listen, we're going to do six seasons. So you have three more, you have three more seasons. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so we don't know. Um, so, so with that being said, uh, I still don't think this episode was great. There were things I liked about it and things I didn't like. Um, and I'll kind of get to that. Um, but I'm just, I'm trying to keep my cool with this, with this show. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like I'm at the same point cause it's, it's slow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, why don't we just kind of dive into it? I don't know if I'll go over like every single thing that happened, but I'll just kind of sum up some things and, um, uh, maybe not talk about how bait, how cute baby Yoda is, uh, this episode. <laughs> um, but actually, he didn't do a lot this episode. Um, mm -mm. Um, actually, I do have a couple like 
little uh, gripes with Baby Yoda this episode. Not with like the character itself, but more uh, with the uh, like the animatronic or the the puppet that they use. Mm. So, um, but all right. So yeah, this kind of opens up with a like a dog uh, dog chase uh, in space. Uh, there's another bounty hunter, which I I mean I assume he's another bounty hunter coming after him and. Uh, he steals the Mandalorian's line, um, mm-hmm. which was interesting. Um, but uh, soon after that, uh, we are hit with our first movie reference. Um, and they land over at Mos Eisley on Tatooine. Mm-hmm. Um, now, as we know, Tatooine is the, the probably the most well-known planet in the Star Wars universe. It's where we found Luke Skywalker in A New Hope or in the first Star Wars. Um yeah, they kind of land there, and he kind of puts Baby Yoda in for a nap. So, um, what like what were your thoughts on like the the kind of the beginning uh, of this episode? Well, first of all, I did recognize the planet. I was like, "Hey, I know where we are now." Um, <laughs> but we kind of ran into that same problem. I feel like with last season or last episode, where he just kept like leaving Baby Yoda, and then other times not being okay with it. But he was okay again with just leaving Baby Yoda to go yep. off and do his own thing. I was like, okay, well, he's just going to lock him up in the ship. All right. Like what, what happens when Yoda wakes up? Okay. Yeah. It was, it was kind of strange. Yeah. Um, I he, thought the music he, sorry, was he should, really good. Oh, so he go should, ahead. he should know by now that like, he's a crafty little thing. Like he, he can do things that like, yeah, he wouldn't imagine. So, right. I mean yeah. that for what second episode, there was a big fight and Yoda saved him. Like yeah. <laughs> he's going to be able to lift a little, door and get out yeah exactly <laughs> um, um i thought the music was really good this episode too i wrote that down towards the beginning of my notes um anyways uh no i what? i agree with that and i have like a really weird um story to tell about the music later but i'll we'll get there <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah. um one thing that i noticed that was kind of strange i don't know if you picked up on this when they when Mando left the hangar the first time, when he wandered out into the like town by himself, the like the camera almost looked like a fisheye camera. It was like bulbous on the sides. Did you notice that? Uh, no, I didn't notice that. No. It kind of made me a little bit dizzy, and I don't know why they did that. Which, if they were... which scene exactly was it? He left the can. Uh, he left the um, it was, port. It was when he. Yeah, it was when he left the hangar the very first time by himself. Like he, the door closed and it kind of pans as he's leaving. Like the edges of the screen looked curved and it, I don't know, it was strange. And I noticed that a couple other times in the outside scenes. So uh, I don't, it might have been just know. some one of the lenses that they used. I didn't notice it though. I'd have to rewatch it. Yeah. Uh, I, I did watch it. it I watched it twice. I didn't notice it. So, okay. Um, I noticed he was not happy with the droids again. Yeah, yeah, he did not want the the droids to work on the ship. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe, hopefully, that'll be explained a little bit more um, mm-hmm. in the future. Um, yeah, droid. I, I still don't get the things with the droids. Um, yeah, I, I assume it's just what we. I think we talked about originally when he was his his wherever he was from, he was attacked, um, and I assume that it was from battle droids. So, yeah. And I feel like the late, I, the lady that was working on the ship, I didn't catch her name, but I really liked her. She was fun. Yeah. So, so her character name was Pele, um, or P, um, I don't know how to say it, uh, but it's 
P-E-L-I Moto, Pele Moto. Uh, mm-hmm. That was actually played by Amy Sedaris. Um, now, I don't know uh, if you're aware who she is, but she's actually a pretty big, uh, she's a, a pretty well-known comedian. Uh, she's been in a lot of things. The The thing that she's most recognizable for is she used to have a show on Comedy Central called uh, Strangers with Candy. Um, so she... <laughs> She uh, that was like one of her biggest uh, biggest shows. Um, it ran just it ran for like uh, I think a, cu- a couple seasons. Um, but she's like she's a character actor. She's in a lot of different things. Um, she was actually in uh, so since it's the Christmas season, uh, I know she's an elf, um, oh. which is funny enough. Also directed by John Favreau. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think he I think he was like she was the. Um, Secretary to uh, the the main the father uh, Will Ferrell's father James Kahn's character, um, but so she's in that. So yeah, she's in a, she's in a bunch of different things. I think she actually had a, a voice in the Lion King this past year. I'm looking at her IMDb. Um, oh yeah, she was Guinea Fowl. I have no idea. She was something in Lion King. Anyways, <laughs> but yeah, so she is a, a comedian, uh, and I thought she was okay. Um, I didn't think, she, I don't, yeah, I, I was very mixed on her. I liked her. I liked her in some things. I liked what they did with her character of how, just trying to make her like a little bit of like a motherly, not a motherly <laughs> figure, but like really be like caring towards Baby Yoda, <laughs> and be like, and kind of like being stern with the with Mando, be like, hey, <laughs> you can't, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, she was she was a little mama bear ish, which yeah. is what I well, that's what I liked about her, but she. Uh, it came across in the Star Wars humorish kind of way, which is what I liked about her. Yeah, yeah. So she, uh, yeah, she, uh, she, uh, yeah. I don't mind her. She was fine. Um, but and then she wants more money. <laughs> wants more money. Great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like I'll take care of this thing, but I need my money. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one, so one thing I do want to mention. So uh, she called him a womp rat. Uh, which is something that Luke Skywalker wanted to do. He wanted to shoot wa- Womp Rats when he was back on tattooing in, in the original Star Wars. Um, so this is kind of like the second fan servicey thing that happened this episode. Like, okay, we're going to Tatooine. We're going to Mos Eisley. Like, cool. Uh, so I, I don't know how you feel. You're not as big as... I know you're not as big of a Star Wars fan as I am. Mm-hmm. Um I, I just want to see new... I'd rather see new things, new places. Um, mm. Instead, we just got... We're going to get to more fan service, but we got a lot of fan service this episode. Mm. Um, I'm not saying I hate it, but I think we just got way too much. So they just really hit us over the head with it. Um, and I just mm. sometimes... Especially when she called him a womp rat. I, <laughs> I No joke, I rolled my eyes. I'm like, oh, jeez, here we go. Um, <laughs> So yeah, that's the uh, some of the first uh, fan service things we got, and there's a lot more going on. Mm. Um, one of the things I thought was was pretty interesting was um, so we saw all the stormtrooper helmets on the pikes. Yeah, that was kind of creepy. Yeah. So the last time we had seen um, Tatooine in a movie, uh, am I getting it right? Uh, yeah, it was. So after this, yeah, it was New Hope. Um, so, like, all of the, the stormtroopers, they used to kind of, like, patrol the area, New Hope. They they had a, just complete control over tattooing and the spaceports, like Mos Eisley and stuff. 
uh, here they're gone. Like there's, they're they're not run the show anymore. The empire's for the most part is done. And yeah, I thought that was like a pretty cool uh, scene, just like saying, showing how like things have changed on Tatooine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So there's that. Um, and then uh, let's see. Then oh, here we go. The next biggest piece of fan service. Uh, there's a shot that almost mimics New Hope of. Uh, Mando walking into the cantina, which is, I think, almost the same shot as like Luke, Obi Wan, and the droids enter. While well, Luke and Obi Wan just entering the the, the cantina, um, but the cantina is very different. There's no music playing. The bartenders are now droids. Um, oh, interesting. Okay, yeah. I didn't I didn't pick up on that. Like, it seems like every episode he's walking into some sort of bar or restaurant, and like I don't know which ones exist and which ones are new. Okay, yeah. So no. Uh, last week, the planet we've we've never seen before. Um, yeah, but this uh, this is the cantina um, that's uh, we we originally saw in New Hope. And then, of course, uh, we are introduced to a new character, Toro Calican. Um, yeah. Okay, what are your thoughts? They, uh... <laughs> he... Mm, I have mixed thoughts on him. <laughs> <laughs> In the beginning, like, you know, he was talking a big game, and I was like, oh, this is a bunch of crap. Like, I could see right through him. He wasn't... He was trying to say, like, oh, yeah, I'm part of the guild. I was like, no, you're not. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. Um, And then he, like, smashed the tracker fob. And I was like, what the heck? Why did you do that? (laughs) Um, And Mando's expression there was like, come on, man. Yeah. He's like, don't worry. I got it in my head. Like, uh, he he was annoying to me for a lot of reasons. Um, He reminded me of my students a little bit. Uh, <laughs> because some of them are very cocky like that. Uh, yeah, I, I have mixed opinions on this guy. Uh, his name, do you know how his name is spelled by chance? Um, the, the, the actor's name, or are you talking about the, um, oh, the character's the name. character it's, name? It's just T-O-R-O. Uh, it is, uh, T-O-R-O. Yeah. And then Cali can Cali as in California and then can as in like, a tuna can. Okay, because I was trying to think of his... I mean, the word Toro means bull in Spanish, so I was trying to figure out if there was some hidden meaning there. Oh, that's uh, interesting. I didn't think of that. Yeah, and I don't I don't know how that fixed in or fits in unless he was... Unless they're trying to say he's full of bull crap. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, and also he wasn't... He wasn't wearing any armor at all of any kind. Like, I get it. Mando has, like, this really awesome armor. But he's just there in, like, a leather jacket and pants. Like, he's not prepared for anything. Yeah. No, he he's a newbie. He doesn't know what he's doing. Um, yeah. Yeah, so Tor Calican is played by the actor Jake Cannavale. Uh, and he is actually the son of Bobby Cannavale. Um now, Bobby is very, uh, he's a very big actor. He was in Ant-Man, uh, Blue Jasmine. Uh, he was actually just most re- recently in The Irishman for a little bit. Um, that was uh, just debuted on Netflix by Martin Scorsese. Um, 
Uh, oh, yeah, I actually just watched uh, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, uh, the the one that came out with uh, The Rock a couple years ago. He was the the villain in it. So so this, so this that was Bobby Cannavale, but in Mandalorian, this is his son, Jake, um, and he's fairly new to acting, um, but mm. I think he should quit because he's not very good. Yeah. Um, I, no, I don't. I, that's just kind of like a joke. I don't think he should quit. <laughs> uh, I just... <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't think he did a very good job uh, this episode. Um, he uh, he just wasn't convincing at all. Um, I I just I, I really didn't like his performance, uh, and he didn't get any better. Um, he just so his acting mimicked his his character as being an amateur. I think so. I I think so. Yeah. And and also he's sitting in the same when we meet him he's sitting in the same exact spot that Han Solo was when we met. Oh uh, man. Yeah. So he's got like big shoes to fill and he doesn't live up at all. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So and that was another piece of fan service uh, of the episode. So that's like number 4 already. Um, so yeah, I wasn't a big fan of him and then he, he doesn't, for me, he doesn't get any better. So that makes sense. Cause like, I, I think I wanted to like him. I, I feel like the character has so much potential. Um, but you're right. It wasn't well acted. And then to find out, you know, that scene is exactly the same as when we meet Han Solo and he's not living up like so much potential and he just doesn't, doesn't fulfill. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, so that's that, and then so we pretty much Toro sets up the episode where uh, so Mando is in the cantina because he's looking for work. He needs more money, uh, so Toro's there, and he has a, a puck for a, an extremely skilled uh, assassin named Fennec Shan, uh, mm-hmm. and he needs to find her, and he kind of recruits Mando into doing this, uh, and that's when Mando returns to his ship. Uh, and then he finds that the woman is kind of just taking care of baby Yoda. Uh, she's stern with him and he's like, okay with it. So, mm-hmm. um, and then he had, he told Toro to bring two speeder bikes because she's like on the outer rim somewhere. Um, and he was like, oh yeah, the bikes are from Corellia. I, I, I'm going to ask you if you know what Corellia is. If not, I do, you do. Oh, tell me please. Because it's from smugglers run. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, right? It's well, it's yes, you're you're not wrong. Um okay. so Corellia is actually the planet that Han Solo is from. Uh, okay. so in the movie Solo, he's there, but um the the Millennium Falcon is a Corellian freighter. Uh yeah. so it was, it was built on the planet of Corellia and Taurus says that the speeder bikes are also from Corellia. So yeah. Just, uh, hey, I'm proud of you. Look at you. <laughs> well, when they were talking about Corellia, I was remembering, like, I'm pretty sure that the animatronic on Smuggler's Run and the queue says something about Corellia. <laughs> so, so there we go. <laughs> I was <Perfect>. right. <laughs> you got it. You got it. Yeah. Uh, um, so this is so this is where my really weird and obscure movie uh, or music like movie or music story comes in. Um, so as I've talked about in the past, I'm really big into movie scores. And again, I was actually a big fan of the movie score for this episode. Um, but there is the, the, the piece of music that when they're traveling on the speeder bikes, um, 
I don't know what the track is called. I'm going to find it on Spotify real quick, but I think it's just called like Speeder Bikes. Um, but during that scene, I was listening to it and it sound it sounded to me like another score that I've heard in the past. I'm like, oh, the beat sounds like really similar. Um, and then I, it took, I, I watched the episode on Friday and it just took me a while to figure out. But I finally, yesterday, I was listening to all these movie scores and I, I figured it out. Uh, you ever see the 1995 movie uh, by Michael Bay, uh, Bad Boys? Nope. <laughs> yeah, I, I figured maybe not, but it's a, putting it out there. But maybe some of you listeners out there ha, uh, have seen it. Um, but the theme song, not like Bad Boys, Bad Boys, what you're going to do. Not like not that song, but the actual piece of movie, uh, like the, the score from the movie, like the theme song for that. It's it has a lot of the same beats in it as the speeder bike sequence. So uh, I was just kind of proud of myself to, nice. to get those two music tones together. So um, yeah, very nerdy of me, but I I needed to share it because I have no one else to talk to about this. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll if if anyone is really uh, interested, I will link. Uh, in the show notes and put time spots of like where you can find the the music cues if you're really interested in it because uh, I think it sounds similar. So uh, anyways, back to our regular schedule program. <laughs> um, so yeah, they take the speeder bikes out into the, the land and they come across uh, some Tuscan Raiders. Uh, uh, this is another piece of fan service. Um, and this was the first thing I've ever, I've, I don't think I've ever seen this before, but Mando does sign language with them. Um, I always thought the Tuscan Raiders were just hostile to anyone. Um, so I had, I was not, ex- I like when I first saw them, I thought a fight was going to break out. Um, but Mando was like, hold up. I got, I got this. this. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what, what did you make uh, of the scene? If, if, if anything, well, those two guys are really creepy. First of all, like they look like <laughs> scary costumes that teenagers wear on Halloween. Um, yeah, the sign language is really funny. Uh, I like how the man, uh, Mando kind of schooled Toro. Toro was like, you know, talking big game again. And then he's like, well, why don't you tell them they're right here? And he's like, oh, <laughs> and then Mando's like, I got this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, that was a fun scene. I like that. Yeah, not not too bad. So pretty much it was just like, okay, let us let us pass. So, mm-hmm. um, so let's see uh, where I lost my section of the notes. Oh yeah, so pretty much um, they they keep going. Uh, they find a, a what they a dewback in the uh, the the sand, uh, just kind of running around with a, a another person um, hanging off of it, mm-hmm. just dead. Yeah. Um, now the this so I have a question for you. So this other character that was shot dead, um, well, first like first, so what happens is they find this guy and then uh, they get shot up by Fennec Shan, um, and they kind of go back to where they were and they hide out until dark. Yeah. Um, but the the guy that the, that was dead, he had a tracking fob on yeah. him. Yeah. And when they got shot at, I was like, the tracker that this dead guy had is tracking Mando. That was my initial thought, because how else would this lady know to shoot at them? Yeah, so that was that's what I was going to ask you, because my initial thought was like, oh, he, she has it, uh, or the, the, the guy, the, whatever that bounty hunter or whatever, that guy has it for Fennec Shan, like mm-hmm. not for Mando. But then rewatching it, I was like, 
it wouldn't make sense for him to have the tracking fob because when the pucks are given out, it's usually only to one bounty hunter at a time. Like those oh. were the rules that were established. So that means Toro, he's the only one that's hunting Fennec Sean. So that dead bounty hunter, his tracker must have been for Mandalorian. So I believe you're correct. Now, does that does that make sense? Yeah, I, I guess so. But then how does Fennec Sean know that that's Mando unless she knew that the dead guy was hunting him? Uh, I just... Uh, maybe she assumed that the the dead guy was coming after her and he killed her killed the guy anyways i'm not sure yeah um <laughs> but yeah so there's a there's a little bit to interpret there of yeah yeah so i mean i believe that the tracking fob was meant for the man or for more specific baby yoda yeah um which if it is then i still need to know how that works <laughs> um but yeah so <laughs> the then there's another piece of fan service here, just a little bit. Um, uh, Mano mentions that they, she has the high ground. Uh, are you aware with like the whole high ground meme? No, I mean I know in Overwatch you're supposed to get the high ground. <laughs> yeah, I mean there. that's yeah, I, that's a thing. I didn't aware that that's a that, that's a meme. I just know that that's like a gaming strategy. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, yeah, with anything, a gaming strategy, it's, yeah, you always want to get the high ground, you have a better advantage point, mm -hmm. um, but in episode three, Revenge of the, what is it? Revenge of the Sith, sorry, yeah, Revenge of the Sith, I almost forgot the name of episode three, real quick. <laughs> um, uh, so episode three, Revenge of the Sith, uh, when Anakin, Skywalker, and Obi-Wan are having their duel, Obi-Wan gets the high ground on Anakin, Anakin goes after him. Uh, and then Obi-Wan proceeds to chop off his legs. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so he says, it's over, Anakin. I have the high ground. Uh, so now it's like, it's just a big meme on the internet where it's oh. like, I have the high ground and yeah, stuff like that. So okay, okay. When he says that, that's what where my mind immediately goes to. Um, so... So there's that. So, um, and then they they get into um, it becomes nighttime. They use like these flashbangs to go after her. Uh, she shoots Mando um, in the Beskar armor or the Beskar steel, saves his life. Mm -hmm. uh, Toro sneaks up with him. A, a fight breaks out, mm -hmm. um, and then uh, we finally meet uh, Fennec. So, what do you uh, what do you think of all this? Uh, the hand-to-hand -hand combat I felt was better this time than last time, uh, but the scene was really dark, so it was kind of hard to tell uh, the intricacies of it. Um, but I thought her character was very clever and very witty. She was a good fighter, and she was very smart. Yep, yeah, no agreed. Uh, so yeah, so Fennec, Fennec Sean is played by Ming-Na Wen. Um, now, she actually just became a Disney legend uh, back at D23 this past year. Yeah. Uh, she's been in lots of Disney things. She plays the voice of Mulan in, of course, the, the 1998 film. Uh, she has been a major character on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is the Marvel show that's on C uh, ABC, which is ending. And then she's been in a, uh, a lot of other stuff as well. She even played... Um, uh, a character in the Guardians of the Galaxy TV show and a few other things. So, um, but yeah, so she uh, she came in uh, before the season or before yeah before the Mandalorian even aired. 
Uh, there was big hype for her to be in this show. Um, so yeah, it was good seeing her in this, but we didn't get a lot of, uh, screen time with her, which we'll, we'll kind of get to. <laughs> um, but she mentions a, a planet, uh, named Navarro about how there was something going on there. And at first we, we didn't, uh, know much about it. Uh, but that's, we find out later that she, there was something that happened with Mandalorians on the planet Navarro. Um, so we didn't, so she's meaning what happened on episode three, how there was like a shootout and stuff like that right? Um, with all the Mandalorians, but we actually didn't know the name of that planet until today. So that's the, or to this episode. Um, so that was the first time we learned the name of that planet where like the guild was, uh, and all of that. Um, so pretty much Mando, he has to go find that dewback, and then Fennec starts the chat up Toro. So, mm-hmm. And I uh, loved this because this was another scenario where Toro thinks he has the upper hand, and then he gets schooled again, but then he like twists it to get himself the upper hand again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so, that yeah was, so what did you make of the scene? I really liked it, actually. Uh, it surprised me. Um, because I didn't think he was going to be smart enough to outsmart her. I thought he was going to like accept her help and use her as a partner, like ditch Mando and, and use her as help. Um, I didn't think he was going to shoot her. Yeah, no, I uh, I thought the same. When he shot her, I was like, oh, all right. So Yeah, and then I wasn't sure if she was dead or just really badly injured. Yeah, I I don't I don't know either. Um, I, I mean, we'll talk about, we could talk about it now, but at the end of the episode, um, we find that someone comes up to her. We don't know who there was a mysterious person, but, uh, so it's like, yeah, is, is she dead or is she not? So, I mean, this um, character Toro doesn't seem very smart. If he was smart, he would have made sure that she was dead. So that's true. That's true. Yeah. 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 So I, I personally don't think she's dead. I think we'll see her again. Um, but and then, yeah, we'll find out who this mystery person is um, there. If you've watched. I, so I don't talk about like what it's going on in future episodes or what happens in trailers. But uh, there's characters that have been in the trailers that I know of or that. There's characters that I know that are in this show that are like like popular actors that are in the show that haven't shown up yet. So mm-hmm. I have a feeling who I, I know who it might be, but uh, I won't uh, speculate to as who just in case anyone's trying to uh, <laughs> keep it a surprise. But um, but yeah, so Mando comes back and is like, uh oh, what uh, what's going on here? And then he went all the way back to the hangar uh, and uh, Toro tries to outsmart him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and gets and foiled again. Gets foiled again. And yeah, he pretty much just takes the money off uh, Toro and gives it to the woman mm-hmm. uh, that was uh, hiding out. So uh, one of the one of the things that um, kind of took me out of the episode. Uh, th- so three things took me out of the episode. First, I thought Amos Sedaris at times. I didn't think she was believable enough. I thought she was fine. Uh, Jake Cannavale, who played Toro, he took me out of this episode. I think he didn't do a convincingly enough a job. Mm-hmm. Um, I just didn't, didn't think it was great. But the one thing that really took me out of this episode is how Baby Yoda was being held. Is Well, not the way he was being held, but 
he looked like he was just a doll, like mm. in their arms. Um, like it, there was no, it was just kind of, he was just sitting there. You know how, like if people are holding like a young toddler, like the toddler's usually grasping onto like the arms. Like, <laughs> oh, like, I know you, know, you have a toddler, you know, you know what this looks like. And yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like when they're holding him, it's just like, it looks like a really stiff doll. And yeah, anytime true. she was holding him, that's, that's what it looked like to me. And it, that really took me out of the episode. That's like, true. And I, I, you're right. And they didn't really give Yoda a chance to show, like his own, uh, what's the word? His own like will to do anything except escape the little like portal that Mando put him in. Yeah. You know, he had mm -hmm. no free will otherwise. Yeah, they, they probably could have, I feel like they should have done a little bit something more. I don't know what, I don't know what I would want. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, that um, it, it just it, it didn't. It, it's kind of upset me a little bit. So, <laughs> um, but anyways, I mean that's uh, I mean that's again that's pretty much the episode. Um, very simple. Um, yeah, I mean, did, did. I, did I miss anything? Like like nothing. Like again, this is like a just like a one-off episode. It didn't move the main plot along at all. No, um, I mean, like it, I it said, it introduced some new characters. I think we could have skipped last episode and just had this one instead, because remember two episodes ago, they had that big gunfight, um, and Mando left and this episode, you know, picked up with like things going on in space and he's kind of in trouble and his ship gets damaged. Like that would have been a perfect pickup spot to, to leave the gunfight on, on the planet he was on. Um, I well, it's funny because I'm sorry, real quick. I'm the opposite of you. I, as much as I ripped on last episode, I actually now would rather have last episode instead of this one. Oh, really? Um, only because I found the characters more compelling. I love the relationship between Mando and the farmer woman. I can't remember her name. Um, I love the the new character. I, I'm blanking on her name as well. Played by Gina Carano, the the rebel fighter. Sorry, Cara Dune. Yeah, That's Cara Dune. Yeah, I liked her a lot more. Mm -hmm. I liked those characters. This episode, I'm like, all right, all right. So, yeah, I um, think you're right. I think I like the characters from last time better, but I like the plot of this one better. I okay, I can also I can agree to that. <laughs> I I I do like. I think I care more about characters. Um, actually, I don't know. Uh. I'm I'm at a stalemate. I think we need uh, a hybrid of last episode and this episode. And, the, and the, right, yeah. <laughs> like if last episode had more plot, or if this episode had better characters. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think this episode had a bit of mystery that we're leaving off with because we do see that mysterious person walk up to the body or Fennec Shan. Yeah, we don't know if, if she's alive or dead. Um, all we know is this person is wearing a cape. That's all I got out of that person. <laughs> um, There's some other mystery that I was going to say, but I forgot what it was. Oh, whether or not know. she's alive or dead. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're, we're coming up. We're now more in the back half. We got three episodes left. Mm. Um, I don't know where it's going. I still... Yeah, I don't know I'm, either. I'm in the I'm in the same place I was at at, at episode three. Yeah, um, same. I'm 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 just I'm taking the show for what it is. Um, just 
being more about just episodic and not it's just like a, like progressing the story every week. Uh, I mean, I, I hope there's a little progression next week. I'm really itching for something. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know where it's going to go besides whoever is, is looking after Fennec Sean, whoever was that mysterious person, uh, they're going to come up. Um, yeah. And how did they know she was there? Well, in the episode, she had the rendezvous with someone over at Mos Espa, I believe the name was. She said she had the rendezvous with someone. Mm. Maybe she, like, put out a call somehow or she was able to contact them. It was like, hey, like, I'm here being followed, need help. Um, oh, I see. Like, that's what I'm thinking. Okay. Um, I, I assume that's... Like that character is who she was supposed to rendezvous with. Gotcha. Um, that's all I could think of. So. Okay. Uh, but any, uh, any, uh, I think that's it. Any final thoughts on this episode? I'm not as frustrated as I was last time. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm with you there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I think that's it for me for this 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 episode. I don't have. Uh, again, this episode was really simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, Toro kind of sucked. I'm glad he's gone. Um, there's some cool. I like the, the action sequences. I thought were pretty cool. Like yeah. the, the the blinding. Yeah, we didn't talk about that enough. But I thought the that was smart with the whole yeah, blinding. Yeah, that going was very clever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I really, I because I yeah, I kind of glanced over that fighting scene, but I I really did like that that scene, um, and I liked how it came back later in the episode where he used the flash again on him. Yeah. Um, he, th- he thinks he has the upper, or Toro has the upper ground, but he, or the high ground, uh, and, uh, he didn't. So, uh, but yeah, that is, that's that. So, um, yeah. All right. I guess that's it. Any, any, any last things or no? I think that's all I got. All right. Well, that's uh, yeah. I guess that is going to wrap it up for this episode. Uh, sorry that we came a little bit later on this one. Uh, we had some scheduling conflicts that we just couldn't do it until uh, Wednesday evening. So hopefully uh, you guys can listen to this before episode five comes out on Friday. But um, all right, CJ, where can we find you? I am on Instagram at the Weekly Mouse and uh, theweeklymouse.com. Excellent. Yeah, you can find me over at excesspresspodcast.com. You can find all the episodes over there. But if you're not subscribing already, please do so on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, or however you listen to podcasts. Uh, And if you can, please leave a review. It'll really help out the show. Uh, You can find me on social media at excesspresspodcast.com. Sorry, you can find me at excesspresspodcast on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, Man, just like going through like a spiel, you just have it stuck in your head. And uh, yeah, it was, I feel like I'm always going to mess it up. Um, But yeah, if you have any comments or questions about this episode, let me know your thoughts on it. uh, And we'll, uh, yeah, we'll get to it on the next episode. Well, all right. Oh, yeah. Shoot me an email at matt at accesspresspodcast.com. Man, I can't even get my train of thoughts tonight. I am all over the place. Um, all right, guys. That's it. I got to get out of here. Apparently, I can't, do, I can't do my job anymore. So, All right. Well, thanks for tuning in and for your support of the show. This is Matt and CJ from the Excess Press Podcast signing off. Until next time, travelers. 
We hope to see you next week. And remember to seize the future with excess. Bon voyage.